Hi guys, welcome back to the Revive Stronger podcast. I'm your host, as always, Steve Hall, and today I have Alberto Nunez back on the show. He hasn't competed since 2017, so this is a big contest prep season for him. He is competing this year, and we're going to be talking about some of the unconventional ways to stage that he is taking, such as not tracking his macros, not tracking steps, and we're going to talk about how that's going and why he's doing it. And as always, guys, if you do enjoy these episodes, please do give us a solid rating over on your podcast provider. If it's Spotify, give us a nice five-star review. If you're listening on YouTube, please do make sure to subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a like. It's all appreciated. But without further ado, let's get into the chat. Hi guys, welcome back to the Revive Stronger podcast. I'm your host as always, Steve Hall. And today I have Alberto Nunez back on the show. I was just saying it's been four months since Alberto was on the show. Always feels like longer for some reason since I've had a guest on, but he was on not solo. He was with Dirk talking about Dirk's contest prep. Whereas this time round, I get to just uh, talk about actually Alberto's prep. And this is how many years for the listeners since the last one? It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, 2017. 2017 yeah yeah which was so, was my last season until i competed last year uh, yeah and- you were brave for that steve because like i wanted to that year but i'm <laughs> like i don't know i don't know about this world man so yeah i kind of saw up. what happened the year of like the the main covid event like 2020 mm-hmm. and still some shows went ahead and i'm very glad i was i started to as if I was going to compete that season. I'm glad I pulled the plug early uh, for that. But then I was like, oh, I think they'll go ahead this year. But in hindsight, actually, I'd be, not that this was a question I was intending to go down, but uh, and I know it's been like a, a theme has been like, is natural bodybuilding dying? And it's obviously that was the year off, like I did it last year. And I know, I imagine Worlds was one of the smaller kind of events. And I know specifically in my category, it was like, because I know if you came, I think it was like top three or four, you had to do like a 30 second posing routine and, I hadn't prepared for that. And then I was like, I only have four people in my category. I've, I need to get a posing routine, like somewhat nailed down for this. So that was, uh, yeah, interesting. And I, I kind of expected more people to be there, but I guess, I don't know if you have any thoughts on how this season's looking, what the shows have been like in America so far in terms of numbers. Well, we just got way too many shows, man. I, uh, you know, you know how that goes. I think if we consolidated the shows to just like these events happen every, like people would travel, you know? They might not do as many shows, um, but, you know, I, I think most competitors would probably rather have, I don't know, maybe double digit lineups um, as opposed to like, hey, this show, I could sleep in my own bed tonight, but I, it's me and some other dude, you know? Um, so that's the issue. And I think um, when people like mention like natural bodybuilding is like dying or something, some sort of headline of that nature, that that's... Usually where that comes from, that plays a major influence in that. Like we have tried drug-free shows in the state that I live in right now, Colorado. And and like what will happen is some of the like local NPC coaches, coaches that focus on the NPC circuit, they will maybe have an athlete who meets the criteria to do those shows. And they're like, yeah, let's go do it. So they go over there, keep the show with their athlete. Um, and they're like, this is natural bodybuilding. You know, like... And it's like these, you know, especially like up and coming shows are just bad samples to to pull from. Uh, but it would help if, hey, we just had like, you know, a few regional shows in you know every part of the U.S. and yeah. um, because yeah, sometimes like it can be quite disheartening. Like I yeah. haven't had that happen to me personally, but had happened to a few athletes. It's like, man, there's like 20 athletes here across all divisions. Yeah, that's yeah, 20 is really low. We had. <laughs> The WMBF uh, first timers just happened recently, which I was uh, actually I was mm. able to judge at, which was amazing as an experience. Uh, but it was like it was sold out as a venue, and there was over I think maybe over two hundred competitors. Uh, certainly, I think there was over one hundred and fifty competitors, so tons, and the classes were packed out. Uh, but I guess uh, that's because here, at least with the WMBF UK, they've only got the two events happening. And mm-hmm. last year it was one event. So I kind of see when you consolidate it, you draw in more quality or you, at least more quantity, which probably draws in more quality. And overall, like the quality of athlete and the quantity is what drives how good the show is in general. It doesn't matter how flashy everything else is. 
like ultimately you're coming to see them on stage so if you've got like people aren't going to go and see like 20 competitors if they're unless they have like a loved one there for example well and the argument i think especially here in the states is that you know well we don't want we have all these shows so that everyone almost no matter where you live like they they they, they have a place to compete but you know yeah look it costs more to travel but i think sometimes they forget that bodybuilders like by nature are planners and if you know that like okay like there's really only like these two shows that take place in my region of the u.s and you know it's gonna take a five eight hour drive or something like that like i'll 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 put that into my budget for like next year like the hotel travel all that stuff like bodybuilders figure it out man so yeah um as large of a country as, as, as like this is and <laughs> a lot of barren spaces here um they'll they'll make it man if you build it they they will come and so i guess yeah for your when is i think you said your uh the last i saw like eight weeks out is that right there i there believe about. so i lose track of time man but i That's think it's good. eight weeks yeah <laughs> I much prefer, I don't know why, it's kind of one of my things that irritate me a little bit for no real reason when people are like almost to the day, to the hour of how many, like how long they're out. And I'm like, man, you're real focused on that, aren't you? Yeah, and, and you do, it'll freak me out if I focus on it yeah. too much, you know, because I could go back eight weeks like the other way and it's like, oh, shoot, that wasn't so long ago. So that means, <laughs> yeah. Is, so I'd rather not. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're someone who deals with the level of leanness a bit better than the average person. And also you've been through it many times and also doing like Instagram, probably even like uh, going and doing like presentations and things when you're at this level. But I know it's hard. Like people who know eight weeks out for a bodybuilder is not, and especially someone who gets real lean is not an easy place to get to. But how's that been so far in terms of the journey to this point versus other seasons? Has it been more comfortable just what you remember how's that been oh man i'm gonna get hate for this one i think um so swear man there's too been easy. two moments two moments <laughs> where I've, i felt dieted and um you know I've, I've always told athletes that like hey when you have a bad day in the gym like it doesn't mean like okay now it's the downward spiral where like strength is just it's like it would happen in the off season and you probably wouldn't pay too much mind to like it just be like oh okay bad day we'll be back tomorrow whatever uh but for some reason prep like bodybuilders that happens are like okay this is this is where it yeah. starts man um so at those two moments that i've had so far uh one i can't even recall but i know there was two so it must have not been all that bad but i don't remember and then this the so yeah and then the the one that i do remember was it was just a day that was very outside of like my usual, I had a friend competing uh, a couple hours away. I had uh, Brian, uh, who, who my athlete, who just won the mayhem. He was here with me. So I was trying to fit all those things in, um, go support them, and then get Brian over to our gym afterwards. And anyhow, at some point, like I get there and I was doing work at the gym while he was training. And I'm like, man, I feel dieted down. And then I tallied it up in my head. I'm like, bro, you probably had like, 800 calories today um and but i was but it was it was interesting i'm that came to mind is like is it just gonna be this way from like this point like forward did you just enter that portal but now i had my next meal and i'm, I'm good so uh honestly i i feel i, I just I, I feel i feel fine like it's it's it hasn't been difficult at all the, the difficult part has been if anything trying to stay as 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 mindful and as objective as i have been so that i can get to this point where i'm at right now so that i can continue that because it's very easy to just do really dumb shit as you get closer so that's the hard part it's just like you know it's like balancing like that urgency with also like hey we must protect the system we must protect uh you know your, your body and uh so far this has been like by far uh the the easiest prep like i it's it and i guess people might at that point be like well why are you doing this still 
But to me, that's kind of like the beauty in it. It's like, okay, you just find different elements to master. So, you know, at some point I just wanted to get shredded. Okay, I got shredded. And then it was like, okay, let me get shredded and maintain muscle. Let me get shredded and maintain performance. Let me uh, get shredded and make it sink in better to the rest of my life. Um, and right now it's like, okay, how can I make this like the most efficient way possible, like process possible, especially when it comes to just general health and, and my perception of how easy it has been. So I'm about six, seven pounds out, I believe. Um, if I don't have, if I don't have, um, trunks on because of the way, you know, everyone's glutes kind of strike differently, like mine's kind of come from the middle out. It's weird. Um, oh, that like is I weird. Have, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have like the the whole hot dog pack, like it's there. Like you can see every every. It's it's literally six of them, um, like a six pack on your butt. Uh, like they're there, you know. I can feel the vascularity in my glutes as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's just it's been it's been fun to learn to play this instrument like within the context of uh, what I'm asking you to do. The instrument being my my body. Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic to hear, and uh, it's actually interesting on the glutes as well. I guess that, that could be a whole very niche, random thing to talk about in very, terms of how different yeah. how different glutes striate. But mine are definitely mine are like side, and then one side's leaner than the other as well. So, like the, yes. when the right one start, no, the left one when that starts coming in, I know I'm getting quite lean. Uh, yep. But I think it's also nice actually when I think about even my last season, I didn't really feel the diet until I was, I did my first, like it was like a warm up show. And then after that, it like, it was a sense it like hit me like a truck. I was like, Oh, now everything feels real. And I'm also probably similar to you in terms of, in some ways with the genetics of just being a smaller, leaner individual, just generally, I find it harder pushing up. Um, but I think the context needs to be said in terms of not just how many years you've been keep competing, the number of seasons you've done, but also you have a very well thought out periodized process to allow you to have got to this point. It's not like it's any old diet phase for you. You've set up multiple months ahead of time to have got to this kind of position of kind of where fat loss can be really efficient and you're not kind of grinding uh, and hopefully not grinding for, well, you're grinding for a short period as possible uh, as you can be, I guess. Yeah, and no, correct, Steve. Like, I, I, you know, as you know, like I don't like losing more than eight to ten percent of my body weight when I start a prep. Like to me, that's that's very important. Like that's almost sports specificity, right? It's like if a powerlifter got really good at his ten RMs, but you know, it's like I'm like I've never done this before for a set of twelve. It's like, well, that's great, bro. But like, you know, your sports over here. Um, so you know, same deal with, with us. It's like, yeah, you put on all this muscle this off season, but bro, like. Now you have to do something. The next act is like pretty much the exact opposite of what builds muscle, right? You know, from yeah. the state of an anabolism to like a catabolic state. Like that's just what fat loss is. Um, so yeah, I do like to set it up where yeah, I don't have to lose a whole lot of weight. So it has given me also the space to um, sort of play around with this, you know, um, and and make it more, I guess, more like a general fat loss phase because I think if you were to ask most bodybuilders like well-versed bodybuilders you know that you know have at this point showed demonstrated some good control over like their physique like they can make it gain weight when they want to at the rate they want they can lose fat you know when they want to meet their deadlines um i am pretty sure most of them can go from say 20 percent to 50 percent body fat without necessarily tracking it's just like a set of behaviors and uh, they just kind of you know, they cut those patterns already and, you know, they're just tracing that. Um, this is just an extension of that. Like when I think about it, like it's just like, okay, well, you've prepped a bunch of times. I think I tallied up the amounts of months that I've spent in prep since I've started. And it was like 40 something months, I think. Um, so it's like, you know, all this, like, you know what it should feel like, you know, where what it felt like when you made the wrong turn, you know, what your life generally looks like. Uh, like when it comes to your breakfast, when it comes to your pre-training, um, you know, that, that sort of deal. So it is a lot of retracing steps, but it's gotten rid of an element of restriction. Um, and like, whether it, it like, it's clear to you or not, like if like this restriction like bothers you, like, I don't know, maybe you don't eat uh, much bread, Steve, but if someone told you, yeah, can't have bread on that diet, like it's still kind of there. You know, and I, I think for 
the vast majority of us, even the people who might say, hey, you know, I kind of enjoy the, the control and, and like having all these like variables like neatly organized, um, it's still something that's weighing on you at the end of the day. And nothing, uh, especially the human body, like it's such a complicated, um, well-developed brain, but like the stuff that we can create in our own minds is just ridiculous. And how that can manifest into your physique, even crazier because I've seen it. Um, so for me, you know, getting rid of a lot of, I guess, these hard rules uh, and just focusing more so on, on my behaviors. You know, there's, I have my protein ranges. I try to eat protein, you know, four or five times a day, five if I'm up a little later. Um, it, it's, it's been, yeah, it's just so many levels of restriction that have kind of, and stressed that like I got to take off that backpack, you know, that heavy backpack after a day of school. And it's, 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 it's been amazing. And I think it being so stress-free has definitely uh, just helped me maintain muscle better, but then also um, I guess it's played a role in making it feel the way it has been up until this point. Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. Cause that actually leads into what the majority of this, I think discussion will probably be about is that, the i think this is different you haven't done this before where you haven't tracked your nutrition as closely and actually on and so the listeners are aware that's kind of what you're talking through in terms of like not yes. tracking food so closely through like my fitness pal or what have you and kind of uh, I, I have seen however that you are tracking body weight so what variables are you and aren't you tracking at the moment from like previous preps maybe that you've dropped to this one um so i am tracking my my body weight um, just cause that is a nice glimpse into like, what is my behavior doing? Right. Um, I've been using the happy scale app, which is it's a wonderful app. I, I need to figure out a way to crack that algorithm and apply it to my spreadsheet. It's so useful cause you could go a few days without hitting a low and like you're generally heading in a better direction than you were say last week. Um, so th that app has been amazing, even for someone like me, who I, I don't think I classify myself as like a chaser of body weight lows which is you don't want to be in that space they're nice when they happen you know but they should be eh, okay cool down and like let's let's move on um so i'm tracking body weight still very useful but i i do want to get it to the point at some point where i'm not doing body weight and i can just go by visuals because that is the bottom line at the end and these like for example, uh, I, I won't skip steps, but we'll we'll bring it back to this. Um, but yeah, okay. So body weight at some point I do want to get rid of and just because at the end it's a subjective sport. It's like you know, like that's a new line, that's a new vein. Okay, haven't seen that thing in a while. There it is, right? Um, so I'm I'm doing that, making sure I have uh, amount of protein feedings that that, that makes sense, um, and I am calorically aware. You know, uh, much in the same way, you know, like my example of like you know someone who's trying to go from yeah 20 percent body fat to somewhere in the mid-teens like most bodybuilders can do that without tracking it's like okay yeah i'll do it for you it's kind of weird but I'll, you know i can make this happen um and i think previous to that i was able to get it beyond that next step like i could go from like mid-teens to you know like yeah somewhere like in a 10 11 range like uh, easy like I, i'd done that before but i had never gone beyond that point um, and you know, it, it just, it, it just dawned on me. I'm like, I think it's time. Like that's probably the next step. Um, and yes, it's for the challenge because I'm curious in that way, but also I feel it's, um, man, like sometimes you just need systems that are dynamic tend to work better over, over the long haul. Like that is the one perk about flexible dieting, right? It's like, like I remember my first diet ever. What killed me was like, this was my pre-workout meal. It was a stupid template diet. And I'm like, man, if I could have a little bit of the carbs from this, you know, and just put it there, I'd have much better. And it's like, so like obvious, but I was, I'm like, I don't want to break the rules. So, so I didn't, you know, um, and with flexible dieting, it's like, Hey, you get to make those calls, you know, like you, you can adjust things to make, uh, you more stress resistant to just like life in general, to make you better equipped to handle, uh, the day's training based on your current level of, of readiness and, and catch on trends and move things around to, to, to help alleviate whatever the most current issue is. And like, I guess you could say this is like flexible dieting 
I can't take to the next level because that sounds a little pompous, but it, it is the culmination of like all this stuff that I've learned over the years and learned like within like while using the vessel that I currently reside in. So, um, so it's very dynamic and I love that part where it's like, Oh, I have a lake day. Okay, shoot. We're going to be on those kayaks for a minute. Let me make sure that I have, you know, a bottle of coconut water with me. Uh, and I'll eat a nice hearty meal so that I just uh, I could enjoy that. And it doesn't beat me up the way it might have had I had something more strict. Uh, and then they get to my next training session. I'm like, the kayaking, we're going to have to cut that out. Um, so, and again, just like not having those omnipresent numbers. Um, it's just been, it's, 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 it's been, it's been huge. It's been, yeah. um, especially from the stress perspective. Hey, Pascal here. I just quickly wanted to remind you of our online coaching service. At Revive Stronger, we put a huge emphasis on the personal aspect of our coaching. And if you want to take your physique and knowledge to the next level, hit the link in the description below. I think there's actually some research going into this where like part of the kind of hunger and like the diet fatigue people feel is just related to knowing that they're in a deficit. Mm. Whereas when you remove yep. the knowledge of that, although you know you're in a deficit yes. right now, Alberto, but when people remove, I guess, senses of restriction, they just like, it's much smoother. They're not as stressed. And uh, cause I think um, Menno Henselmans has done some work on that. And I think he even, when he last got very lean for the majority of that time, he also wasn't tracking he used like habits but towards like the final part he like he was like i just couldn't lose when i got towards the end and i just had to start tracking things so do you envisage that to happen for yourself or do you think you'll be able to go the entire way i guess actually that's i'm, I'm jumping ahead to some questions that i had but the thing i guess i'm interested in as well when you're not tracking people will think especially towards the end you want to track things like uh, fluid intake uh, electrolytes sodium potassium maybe even that far uh, and like fiber and those sort of variables are those things that you'll start to take more notice of as you get closer or are those things that you're also feeling like i don't know if you're taking refeeds now and you're still almost not tracking those and just having a bit more and kind of somewhat aware of that and you're able to kind of use that almost just slightly less precise tool versus the more precise of weighing and kind of putting it into a spreadsheet and that sort of thing i don't know if that question made sense <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's complicated. It has to be complicated. Right. Yeah. Um, like, uh, but, but you're right. Like I, I've been there before where it's like, you wake up fresh sheet of macros, right? You're like, Oh yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm about to take some off. And once I take some, like there's no, there's no going back. Like that is it. Like your numbers just do this throughout the day. And like, that is, it's a very weird sort of pressure. Um, and I, I for sure, like whenever, look the same thing is going on it's just i'm not peeping there all the time and it's just you know again it's it's just all translated over into into behaviors behaviors that what also has helped me is that i've done it numerous times so like i've reaped the benefits from them so in my mind there's already this reward system there where it's just like if i do these things i will get what i want at the end so maybe it does suck and maybe i am like more i don't know i guess dieted than i suspect I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe I am. But since I've done it so many times, I think it's, it's easier for me to like sacrifice those things and they might be a little bit harder than I'm making them out to be. I'm not sure. It's hard to differentiate between like good habits because I've clocked in enough rewards um, uh, versus like, this is just cake. I don't know. Sometimes I just, I, I have to, I have to say that uh, we'll say this about Menno. I think at some point he'll probably knowing that dude, like that next push, when he gets there, like next time he's in a similar position, he'll probably make the jump. He'll be like, all right, let's see. See, I could just take a few steps in that direction without the, the freaking map, right? Um, but do I see myself using that? Uh, no, because this is working so well. So I I feel that I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to, but we'll see. We'll see, especially as you know, you get the nerves as you get closer, right? And right now there's still a nice little cushion. But... It's worked so well. And one of the things I've kind of signed off to is that um, like fat is so like voluminous, you know, um, that I, I just think sometimes like what a pound takes off of us um, should probably uncover a little bit more than, than I think we think it should. 
Uh, and, and, you know, and again, it's like, there's all these other dynamics, like, especially with food, you know? So, so I've been extra patient and making sure that when I do lose a pound, like I get a whole lot out of that pound. Um, and I mean, so far, like when I think about it, it's like, okay, I've, I started about 175, 176. Um, I lost a little weight the, the week before, uh, starting to prep because I went to Las Vegas and, you know, even to Vegas, it's, it's all drugs and parties. Um, but it was, it was like dancing for like days on straight and like, you know, minimal nutrition. I needed that, but it kind of got me a little bit closer, like, uh, to, 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 I guess I was already at a good place, but it, it, it took a few pounds off me. And so from 175 down to right now, I think my average is like 168. So I've only lost about seven pounds in like the first 11 weeks, I believe at this point, 11 weeks and some change. And, uh, and that, that means that I have from this point on another seven pounds to go per like my old record of books. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm like, man, that's already what I've lost. And as you get leaner, every, you know, there's a point where it's like you lose three pounds. That is a quarter of your body fat. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to keep it like this because I think I am preserving muscle uh, really well. And as long as I can honestly say that I'm still in a place where it's like, I am doing this uh, for the bottom line at the end. And sometimes like for the bottom line, you do have to like nurture and take care of other things. Like, you know, had a long day, probably need an extra two, 300 calories just to get my stress down to a more uh, suitable level. Um, as long as I feel like I can still make those decisions that revolve around the bottom line, I think from the outsider, again, sometimes those decisions of like, oh, you're just being a baby, you're being a softie. But, you know, like, no matter how you cut it, no matter how good you are at putting stress away, and I'll deal with that later, uh, or keeping your feet moving as stressful events happen, like it still has a toll on you, like from a physiological standpoint, like, I don't care who you are, it, it, it does. Um, so I think I will, man, we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I've taken it this far. Like I've never been able, I think based on history, like feeling this good, the way I feel right now, probably I'd say I've done this like 10 pounds heavier, but never here. So who knows? I might be just out of time next week. We'll see, but I'll be honest about that when it does happen. And actually, I really appreciate, uh, I watch a few of your vlogs just leading into this because I tend to, I tend to follow Instagram a bit more than like keeping up with the vlogs, but I wanted to watch some of the vlogs before we had this chat. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Like getting these insights into such a, an elite competitor because you are just completely honest with everything that's going on. There's no like pussyfooting around it. There's nothing like it's just completely honesty, which is really, really nice and refreshing. So I appreciate that. Like you are putting yourself out here. Like it's already stressful in the, probably the position you're in, the authority figure you are, the competitor you are to put yourself out there just in terms of competing, but then putting yourself out there in terms of I'm trying this new thing that might not like, I don't know, like it's the new thing for me and it's going well so far. So then if it doesn't go how you want it to, I guess it's the similar thing to like the Dirk situation where he's so lean so early and then it's like, oh, like, is it going to be there in time? And it, it just, for you, it's confidence and I guess, confidence in just who you are and as a person as well, not necessarily even just the methods. So I appreciate that a lot. And uh, so the question I was going to get to actually was, I heard in one of the vlogs, and this is, I think, one of the more like, I guess, maybe arty or less for those who really like the numbers and that sort of thing, it's something harder to get with and maybe takes experience a lot of the way as well you talked about being kind of flat and how you and like kind of stringy potentially i don't know if those were exact words but it's kind of that way in terms of in the video you're like oh i don't like how that's looking there like yeah. and talking about i think kind of refeeding and things like that i'd love to hear more about kind of your process for doing those sort of things because it sounds quite from the outside in hearing it it sounds very kind of i guess like subjective and it isn't necessarily an objective thing uh and yeah how you go about kind of selecting when you refeed and how you do that and if that's water regulated i'd yeah i'd love to hear more um that one is definitely um linked into the gregorian calendar a little bit more simply okay. because so does my training and there's the early days of the week like those are the most important days in your training space that's how it should be in my opinion so I like to come around that bend, like not just very nourished for those sessions, but also like I'd like to sprinkle some nourishment on those days. So uh, the day that I eat the most happens to be the day that I do nothing because I just need that. Um, 
like I heard this a while ago and it was might have been Lyle McDonald who dude's a gem. Like <laughs> all all the things that you know he says like like he's he's just good at what he does, man. And uh and sometimes like yeah, he'll say things as like fuck dude for a guy that's like like not in the trenches, 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 like like your knack for picking up on stuff is amazing. But it was um you know about not having rest days and i think not having rest days in, in the context of um of like bodybuilders competitive bodybuilders and it's like when you think about it it's like hey uh i don't know how true the whole china stories are but it's like hey these little kids from china are hand selected early on because they are gifted right it's like all right take you um they all do gymnastics i guess the legend has it and then eventually it's like oh you're 6'10 you're gonna play basketball right um so that's what they do for a living. It's like you're playing basketball for a living, you know, and uh, and you're very talented. You're handmade for this sport. It's like even these folks, it's like they have days off, and you have to remember they're also eating enough, like as is. Uh, they might be on like extra special supplements. I, I don't know, um, but again, the main thing is like they have days off. So like us, who it's like this is a hobby that maybe we just take it a little too far is probably the best way to describe it. Right? It's a labor of love. We have these stresses. We have these other things that we have to cater to. You know, our country's not funding us to bodybuild. Um, we're not eating enough. We're not on, a lot of us anyways, are not on like these super supplements. Uh, you should probably have a day off, especially when you're going to diet for like months on end. So I always make sure I have a just a full week, a full day off every week where event, like the goal is to like almost not move and just like replenish. Um, and, you know, it definitely helps when it comes to the fatigue management, um, helps with the mind. It helps with knowing where that line is and regards to spillover. Like, that's one thing. It's like, I always know where that line is with me. Uh, and it changes a little bit, like the weeks go on, but it's good to know where that's at. So, um, so the refeeds are a little bit more calculated in that sense. And uh, main thing is I just try to hit somewhere in the vicinity of, like anywhere between five to 600 grams of, of carbs, um, which is, you know, fairly simple, like, you know, four or five meals, like in the, somewhere in the hundreds and like, we're good. Uh, and then uh, sometimes it's two days, sometimes it's three days, just kind of depending on like how well those, uh, the, the for sure two days, like did their job. I can even just listening to this, like feel slight amounts of anxiety going through my mind of <laughs> like going through it myself. I'm like, man, I would so struggle with if I had like a step count. Like, I'm guessing actually this is another thing. Are you tracking steps? Is that something you're not tracking or you're tracking? No, no. And I think this is probably uh, one of the just um, perks of, of just, you know, being a naturally leaner individual. And that's just that I don't lose a whole lot of meat, like when I am dieting. Uh, like if anything, it's an easier body to move in. It feels like sometimes. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so that that so no no need. I I I, I threw in some cardio sessions just to because I I think I will definitely need those at the end to maybe mobilize the more uh, okay. stubborn fat areas. So it's here in place now, mostly to just kind of gain that conditioning because whenever i was doing cardio i started this prep with cardio had to get rid of it like i just i felt terrible so i'm like you know what i'm gonna have to do it i'd much rather feel terrible now than terrible like the weeks leading into the show um so i, I think i have i think I, I should know this right two sessions at like 20 minutes um and i know for me like whenever i i, I would just i'll follow Lyle McDonald's like stubborn fat protocols for that. Okay. Um, minus the supplements because Yohimbine is freaking gnarly. Like I am a pretty chill dude, and like, like there's one thing that knocks my chill out is is the Yohimbine. So everything minus that, um, and yeah, you know, just 20 minutes of that, and and like at least at this point, every time I do it, I feel like I'm visibly leaner on, on the other side of that. Uh, although it might just be like water and you know sweat subcutaneous stuff but but nevertheless like it's going to be there i think i'll have to use it not going to take much but uh but we started the cardio no steps as of right now because i'm zippy enough in the gym like i go from station to station just to bullshit with everyone and like i don't realize i'm doing it so 
Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's interesting on the cardio, actually. It's nothing. Is that something you've always found, or I guess with yourself and competitors to be something that you found to be helpful for getting those more stubborn areas in? Um, more so for me, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, more so for me. Um, I've, I've used Yohimbine. I've done this with Yohimbine without your It doesn't really make a difference like, to me anyways. Just, yeah. I'm not, I don't feel crazy. Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah. And, and but I don't, it's been probably, I haven't done this for, like it worked really well in 2011. So I'm going back to the archives and like, oh, let's okay. see if this, this works. Um, so, so actually, yeah, the, the, the pictures, uh, I don't know if you recall, but the pictures like, uh, in my old apartment and like, there's a girl behind me, like having, I know exactly the cheese, one, <laughs> right? Like that was right after one of those sessions. Like I was like, Oh my God, like this stuff clears me up. Um, so it might be working at the very least. What it has done for me is like, usually I'll do a little interval session, uh, the morning before I, I, I do my show. Uh, sure. yeah. when I had, when I have the luxury of wearing dream tan, because you know, you can't do that with the standard standard tans, but, a uh, little sweat and just moving like I just I feel like I, I wake up like even more crispy that's something I use from Dr. Joe because he's always <clears throat> said and recommended that and I just find at least if anything when I don't tr like on rest days for example uh -huh. I'm just colder through the day if I don't have that yeah. morning and if you're cold like you need heat to vasodilate to get a pump and like it's just everything functions better when you have a bit of like exercise at least in the morning yes. so yeah that's it doesn't take a whole lot either no you know, right right so that's super interesting with the and i guess that's nice because at least i've seen it these kind of i don't know if it's like um they're not i don't think it's yohimbine in these creams it might be where people are like using these topical creams oh, and they're yes, rubbing yes, on yes. areas yeah so at least like with the stubborn fat loss like approach it's at least burning calories for sure so that's beneficial for what we're trying to achieve in terms of fat loss and then the downsides are pretty minimal in terms of just the output and the effort that you're doing because it's short it's not likely to impact training too much and it doesn't cost anything whereas these creams they could be doing completely nothing <laughs> and they're costing money and i guess that it could be a positive placebo so who knows <laughs> i think uh the old uh, hemorrhoid medications they, they changed the formula back in the day would actually work for that right <laughs> uh, yeah yeah because yeah, they pull water from you know the desired area right. uh but yeah, they, they, I don't think, no, they, they changed the formulation. Um, one thing that you reminded me of though, is that during this prep, this is probably the, like, I know it's the best I felt so far because, um, I, I am hotter and like sweatier than ever. Yeah. So like, to me, that is, it's like, um, just so in a lot of the dieting symptoms are just none of the dieting symptoms are there yet and i think what i can attribute a lot of this to is uh and i was it was it the podcast you did with with dr campbell it might have been where it was mentioned um and, and you might be able to uh pull the file out on this better than, than i could on just the if the impacts that losing muscle have on like thyroid function just hormonal function yeah. right right i think it was um, yeah. So the, one of the reasons I, I know that like the better I feel, like the better things are just going to work. Um, so yeah, I think it's a lot of, especially my old head body builders. Like I know for a fact, see, there's a lot of like old school blue collar, like bodybuilder dudes that like, you know, just do everything by the book, uh, you know, that uh, I'm on the cusp of being in that generation that just like, just, they don't build them like they used to sort of deal who maybe look at some of the things I do and, and they're like, that's not how you play bodybuilding, bro. That's not how you play bodybuilding. You know, like you're, you're killing the tradition here. Um, but in, like a lot of this is, again, it's just, I just want to make things better for everyone at the end. Like that's, yeah. that's what I want. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm avoiding pain as much as I can, you know, just like you would tell uh, your overweight friend that, you know what, going from, I don't know, like a hundred, 40 kilos down to 130 shouldn't be all that painful you know uh obviously it's not going to be a one for one but it's very similar to that and that's why i've yeah. only had two shitty moments up until this point and to me that is probably a sign that i'm at the very least maintaining all my muscle and maybe acutely because of the way i rotate my calories 
it wouldn't be out of the question, especially if I am keeping myself healthy when it comes to all other things when the system that I might be putting on muscle in like regional areas. That would be amazing if you were doing that. But yeah. I mean, like you said, if you're able to keep training performance high and like, and especially if you're someone who deals with being lean well, like, and you can have still very productive training in that space and you've set yourself mm -hmm. up with like, like you said, you're not having to lose huge amounts of weight and everything. There's no reason that couldn't happen. And uh, actually something I wanted to bring up because I think people will be able to relate to this a lot. And I think it does tie into everything you've said. Well, actually, I should just ask how many Diet Cokes are you drinking? at the moment and then what does the diet coke measure mean for people who okay. might not be sure what that is <laughs> man we, we we've we've gone down um so by the way what biggest mug in the house so this is this a queen it, man this says <laughs> the queen um probably uh, the mug not me um but uh, um this is my caffeine intake at this point it's just basically um uh, two yerba mates that's it so i've actually titrated my caffeine intake downwards uh like as the prep has gone on which terrific sign right because usually it's the other way around oh absolutely um, yeah um and then it just it what ends up happening is like it's just it wrecks your sleep you need more caffeine to fix it now it's just i, I don't want to play that game so if anything i, I brought it down i'm trying not to use pre-workouts because sometimes what they will do is i'll um I'll go a little bit harder than what I can honestly recover from right now. You know? So I think the, uh, or greener lifters, we just want to have a very awesome day. Sometimes they don't see it that way. You know, it's like, I uh, gotta be careful with that. Cause yeah. right. Right. Um, that's the caffeine status. And then the, I'll leave cans of diet Coke around the house that like are like not even finished. So that's a great sign. Cause I've been on the other side of that where, I literally have to go on fit day and figure out, okay, how many carbs and diet sodas, because I feel that I might be drinking enough to impact things. And surely I wasn't, but it was still pretty bad. Like I've, I've gotten to the point, I think the first time I got peeled, peeled where probably whew, anywhere between 10 to 20 a day. Yeah. It's a lot. It was just, it was just my form of hydration. It was two liters at the end a lot. Cause you know, those are easier. Sure. You might as well at that point. But, um, but so I've, I've been in those places where it's like, ooh, like my Splenda. I remember at some point my oatmeal, first time I got peeled, had 10 packets of Splenda. Like that was the standard. Yeah. So um, so I'm not messing with that too much. And you know how it goes. Like eventually, uh, you remember like uh, if it fits your macros, like Gen 1, it's like everything had sprinkles, like, uh, like yeah, uh, yeah. sucralose. And <laughs> it, it, you can get to the point where like everything is, um, like it has to be ultra sweet. Right. Or, or you're just not enjoying it. And, and it just makes it more agonizing at the end. Cause if you're, yeah. there's just a point where it's just like, okay, you just have to be a little bit hungry and just like sit in that and just be okay with that. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing good on that front. Um, yeah. I, I probably, I, I'd say probably the best metric right now for the diet sodas is going to be a weekly basis. I probably get about seven to eight. That's great. Yeah. I think the, description you said in terms of not playing that game is such a brilliant description not just for caffeine because yeah i think a lot of people are ignorant mm -hmm. to caffeine and the impact i think people are getting better and more clued up into what that does for sleep and things but also i guess the way i think it's a great way to describe also not playing the game with like sweeteners and diet friendly foods and everything like that because it was the same for me it's not like you can't have those things and get lean but i guess you're focusing more on kind of eating not plain food like i'm sure you enjoy your food but mm. you're not making it hyper tasty or anything like that so you're keeping the palatability relatively like not low necessarily like you're not going mm. out of your way to make food taste awful but you're also not going out of your way to make it extra spicy or taste one well, spicy is the wrong word because spicy might be good but uh, extra tasty <laughs> you know if anything if there's one thing i do play with a little bit more when i am dieting is, is more of the bitter taste buds uh, cause you are more sensitive to taste and, you know, yeah. if I have a piece of like dark chocolate, like it's more multidimensional, it's, it's, uh, it's more complicated. You, you're, you have to be more in the moment for those flavors. Whereas like, yeah. you know, your, uh, if it's your macros, like French toast, like you're just like, oh, more, 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 oh, it's gone too quick. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so bitter things make you kind of sit on it and taste like my yerba mate tea. I think pre-workout I'll probably have, uh, some dark chocolate to go with my whatever i'm eating and those sort of tastes have you again just pay attention to what it is that you're doing and how you're actually feeling and then 
I guess in obviously you took the you're taking refeeds. I think you not long ago when your uh, Brian was actually over, you took a diet break with mm-hmm. with him. Is that are you pre planning diet breaks in, or are those something you're also kind of feeling out? Um, you know, the peak weeks and large are going to be like diet breaks, right? Okay. Um, like I might have to peak for that first show. Um, so I was like, okay, what is kind of like the midway point? So I just decided midway point between the first show, which is about 10 weeks. I thought it was fairly reasonable given the fact that, again, I've, I've felt like, like I'm burning up today. Like, like it is not even that hot. Um, so again, like it's, um, sometimes for athletes anyways, because sometimes they're not very good at relaying how they're actually feeling. Sometimes they tell me how I, what yeah. I, they think I want to hear. Um, so with them, very often I have to take the whole like, hey, the best way to fix a problem is to not have a problem at all sort of mindset. So like, let's let's be proactive with that. Uh, of, of course, over time, you want to get them build that relationship where they can tell you everything and they can pick up on trends much in the same way that, that I'm doing and, and we're able to work off that information. Like dirt next prep, I'm having to do something very similar to what I'm doing right now. Where, um, and there's varying levels of that. Like autonomy is just something that I, I think the more you have, um, the less stress it is on you and the better you get at navigating through again, like the most current situation, but not just that, also kind of looking at like what you've been through just a few steps back and what might be on the horizon as well. Um, so sometimes like to get athletes peeled, it's like, I'll be like, Hey, the carbs will be somewhere between, uh, and actually my, uh, enjoy me mentioning him. Um, my client Dean Lester up in, in Canada, he, um, to get him peeled it like this this last season i gave him a broad range of numbers and i'm like all right when you feel good you strike but i don't want every day to be a striking day it's like you kind of it's like a boxing match it's like you go in there when you have a punch when you have to kind of back off a little bit back off you know you just got tagged all right you know just be defensive for a minute and that's how we played it and it worked marvelously well and i think he was a lot less tapped out because he had some say in regards to like when, you know, he pushed, like it's, it's no, it's no different than like when we write programs for people, right? It's like, okay, these are the uh, parameters over time. You got to, they make sense, but you're what's going to bring them to life. You know, at the end, it's your decision-making that really decides like how far we take this. Um, so yeah, autonomy, depending on, on the um, dieters experience, I think is, it's just something that's, it's like worth building upon and, a lot of I got flack for that. Uh, some some guy, you know how it is, man. Some snot face troll online. It's like, uh, like, why is he even paying for a coach if he's just gonna do it? And I'm like, like, bro, like, this is, you know, it's like we're here to educate, like, about yeah. everything else. Um, and uh, so so yeah, like, the more you educate them, the more you let teach them to defend themselves. Like, you're, does it make your job easier? Mm, yeah, probably, but it makes their job easier too. Yeah, which is like great for them. Hi guys, Steve here. Just wanted to take a moment of your time to remind you of our online coaching service. At Revive Stronger, we pride ourselves on providing personalized service that will take your physique and knowledge to the next level. If you're interested, check the description and sign up. I think that's really well said because I do, like I have it with some of my clients where I will give them more autonomy, particularly with training. So it might be ranges in there at least so that they can pick and choose like if they want to take an extra set or kind of keep it where it is and they understand what they're trying to aim for with whether or not they do that or not. The ranges in terms of food and like calories and whether to strike and push harder isn't something I've played with so much, but the same reason I do it with training is because they can make a better decision than I can kind of not guessing, but kind of maybe I jump a gun or exactly they're in the moment and they can make the right choice. I imagine that's exactly what you're trying to get at with the nutritional kind of, uh, and having the options there. And it's great that you've, you're doing it yourself because I don't think I'd be comfortable giving it to clients till I've experienced that. And that's maybe something I have to personally play with because I'm bad for that. If I have like a calorie goal, it's like, that's what I'm hitting. And I do everything to hit that. But you, like you said, if you have a day where, I don't know, I went to my niece, like my niece and nephew over the weekend and they were like jumpy on me and I was way more active probably need a bit more potentially that day if you're dieting like you like you probably burnt a bunch more energy so you don't want to kind of hurt yourself in that situation but i guess it takes a while to get comfortable to be able to auto regulate at that level and then pass that on to clients i think a great actually it's great like you said you're a teacher i don't think many like myself included maybe i need a coach like yourself alberto to be able to like help guide me through that 
kind of process because I think a lot of us like that kind of objective and like the same thing each day and making choices ourselves sometimes in those moments can be tricky. I think you'd probably do it to a certain extent already with, with your training, right? Um, oh, absolutely, and, yeah. and, Right, right. And I think that is probably something, I don't know if you've ever like, you probably have, I'm sure you have, because you're like that. You've thought about like, man, like this is such a good call. Like, I wish my athletes had the benefit of being able to do this because it's literally saved my butt and I could have seen how this could have gone poorly for, you know, this person, that person, right? Like, I've thought about that many times too, where it's like, man, like I'm so lucky to have me here at the gym with me. You know, like we totally saved this session. Um, And, you know, like at the end, it's like, well, what good is, because a lot of the people that come to us, like they're, they're, they're nerds at heart, right? When it comes to this stuff, that's how they find us. Like, well, what good is this? Like, I guess this, everything you've learned in this education, if, if you can't create like these more like dynamic uh, sort of systems where, you know, like you get to play off the fact that you know what you know, uh, you know, and like, you know, obviously um, like we can't expect our, this is our jobs, right? Like we know quite a bit at this point, you know, but like, like there's always something that an athlete can work on based off like the current level of competence that they can toy around with and gain confidence and, and, um, and, you know, just rack up enough good day-to-day decisions that over the long term amount to something really good. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, something I did want to ask through this, we kind of talked about, um, kind of some of the things that you're doing at the moment and trying to stay kind of objective, not pushing yourself too hard, kind of unnecessarily, which I imagine would be really easy to do. Do you have, I guess you have the team in your corner to kind of, if you need assistance or help, do you have anyone kind of who's kind of a bit like your eyes to help guide you along the way as well? Um, I, I do, but I haven't used it just yet. I think um, this is my I, get closer to sealing the deal with like my posing and how I want my poses to sit like Jeff will probably play a big role in that. Um, I, I think when it comes to just like how am I pacing it, if I feel like I run into those issues, like, it'll probably be uh, probably Brian. I, I, I definitely, you know, Eric's been always super useful to me and a big help and you know, obviously knows quite a lot, but Brian's like in town. He's like literally, I drive 10 minutes on there. Um, but uh, but like I guess like a lot of this is unknown as well. So sure, you know it's it's I'm I'm, I'm perfectly okay with with being wrong. Like like if, like I, I that's why I think I will stick it through the whole way like with this system because I do think it can get me there. And um, I, I also don't want to to say this is something that I flat out just I'm the first to do it because I'm far from it. I think. First time I heard of someone doing this was uh, Marshall Johnson, actually. Like, he, the way he eats his breakfast, he literally grabs his oats and just pours it. And like, that's oh, reasonable. Let me get my coffee. Let's go. You know, so, like, I think a lot of guys, not a lot of guys have done it to, you know, it, as well as Marshall has. But, uh, but like, I remember hearing him say that. And I'm like, man, that is so interesting. I don't know if I could do it that way. Uh, why would you want to do it that way? The human margin of like error is a human, but then, you know, as you do this long enough, you're like, oh, I'm usually like pretty right, you know, about things, and and um, it's like you and me do. We could end up at like I don't know the shittiest like food buffet, and we'd be able to like like ninja some sort of like meal that kind of at least fits like like for that moment in time, like bodybuilding, like macronutrients, you know. So um, so yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's too much of an experiment, and I think a lot of it is just like, in, I guess it's it's pretty internal because again, I've had two moments where I've, I've felt shitty up until this point. Like you said, part of it for sure, genetic, um, but uh, but it's also never been this way. Like this is, I probably have only been able to dip a little bit below 180 pounds feeling this way before, and here I am. I weighed in 165 the other day, which is at least that low is like five pounds away from like my stage weight. Okay. No, that's, yeah, really exciting. And I think it's like, it makes sense that you've done this enough times to be able to kind of keep that objectivity. And also like the fact is 
it would be hard for someone if you had all the numbers there i guess it would be a bit easier for them to be like oh yeah and like mm-hmm. I don't know, tweak this mm-hmm. tweak that but you're doing it all kind of yourself in that in that sense so that makes a lot of sense and it's good that you have that confidence just to to take it through and that you're feeling kind of relatively kind of relaxed about it and i hope that maintains and i know you said you're probably going to have to peak for this first show is the goal then once you've peaked for that show after that to essentially kind of be riding out that sort of i guess you could call it the bodybuilding taper i remember that's kind of what you called it mm. yeah yeah i think um based off my projections i think we'll probably uh september yeah probably like three weeks later two weeks later maybe like start moving things upwards but i mean like my coordinates could be wrong we'll see um i wouldn't be surprised if i was tapering up food either like going into that show as well okay um so yeah i'm just uh, as long as i know that for sure i will look the way i want to look for worlds and it's just just make sure that you look good enough where you can qualify for worlds it's kind of like you know like that's because uh, i'm not talented to the point where i can just you know just you know cruise at 85 percent. it's like oh, i see y'all at worlds. it's like I, I need to be at a certain level to make it that more likely of a possibility so um so yeah i think at the end there is one show that i'm focused on i think that helps me be very rational even though it, that's why when you ask me like how many weeks out i'm like i think i'm eight I'm not sure um but um but but yeah like steve one thing i'd say is it like I, again it's like what i am experiencing now it's like I, I want more people to experience it probably prep might not be for everyone right um but definitely try a casual fat loss phase in the off season without tracking you know i think like it's so empowering the first few times you do it. it's kind of like when you come back from the trip like the first time ever and like you're like man i kind of at least on the food side like you know i did all the right things i remember the server taking my plate away and you know, a tear came down but you know waved it away and i did it you know like it's just it's super empowering because again it's like everything you've learned everything you've practiced and auditioned for like in action um so you know try with the fat loss phase i, I love gaining phases like like this as well like with my athletes gone to the where i feel comfortable with them i'll tell them something along the lines of like all right um the next six to eight months i want you to bring me anywhere between five to nine pounds go do it you know and um and and it's it's it, it works better like people tend to gain in a leaner way compared to like when we're trying to gain like x percent of body weight every month um some months are faster some months are slower uh even the people who we see in like everyday life who are they look very weight stable like if you were to weigh them over the course of the year it's like they'd be pretty zigzaggy so to expect like these like linear things like and and i guess in theory sounds like amazing but in practice it doesn't work out that way ever yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I, i think having practiced it at some point but obviously you don't want to just go into a prep because that's yeah. like driving a Formula One car or something. But you could do, I was just thinking I'm running just a mini cut now. I'm like, I could have actually just done this. I definitely could have done it not tracked easily. I probably uh, maybe would have ventured into maybe too large of a deficit. I'm not sure though. We're, like I wouldn't have known. So that's something I have to think about and have a play with and maybe even play a little bit with some of my athletes as well who are interested to do it. Because yeah, I imagine for some people there, Maybe the the people who are scared to do it probably are the ones who almost need it the most in some ways, I imagine, too, because it's like if you're scared to do it, it must be a fairly stressful thing. Like, and I can imagine it being quite a relief to kind of get rid of those reins in, in many ways. The numbers sometimes quantify your suck for you, man. You know? Like, yeah. Like they, they do, right? It's like, oh, I'm on like 1,800 calories. You know, it's so little uh or sometimes i feel like the bros that are like on 1800 calories and just have their menu plan like they're just yeah. like just got to do what i got to do and then move on with my day right so i guess there's a in between those yeah actually that's a quick quick question i saw in your kind of vlog what you're eating on a day ba- daily basis is your food quite similar day to day or do you use the flexible dieting you do mm. change it up quite a bit or do you keep it relatively static um no, it's it's it's. So that's the one thing about calories versus macros. I feel like it's made my diet a lot more like inclusive. You know, like uh, when I was on lower fat stuff, as in the past, that's usually what I stuck to. Um, there's just a whole segment of foods that weren't in. So I like the fact that like now when I'm shopping for like steak, it's like, oh, which one of you guys is like the most well marbled here? You know, 
um like that's been nice whole legs has been nice uh so there are a few staples i like my animal fats like like that's like i'd be good like yeah like post show if i just had a steak it'd be great like i'm, I'm done that's it no sides um I like fruits. I have troubles with vegetables. I get called out on that lot. Uh, so vegetables, it's usually I going saw to there be... weren't any veg. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like... <laughs> they just take so long to eat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, they do. Um, so, and I'm still drinking my calories. Like, yeah. you know, I, I get, it's just, I get to, I hate stopping what I'm doing to eat still. Um, so yeah, a lot of fruits, a lot of meats, uh, vegan protein powder, and I try to rotate those just based off like what's in season. Sure. Um, but my staples are like blueberries and cherries. Like those you can get frozen year round. Like I'll have those all the time. But usually like peaches are about to come in. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be messing with those soon. But uh, but yeah, when you are doing like just being calorically aware on a high protein diet, um, I think rather than having, you know, set macros, it, it does kind of make it so that, hey, like you have more breath than when it comes to what you're eating the the menu plan is 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 just much more rich and full and if you're going to go through a extended malnutrition period because that is what a prep is you might as well do it with a lot of food variety sure fantastic that makes sense and actually i'm i'm glad because i was almost like oh maybe you're kind of eating to a meal plan and so you kind of know what your numbers exactly are anyway and so it's not really what you're saying is but because you have the flexibility element there in quite a large way like that's even better because that makes it even more what you're trying to actually do versus like, oh yeah what, yeah what that could be so and people oh, might i just try got and... into blue cheese like blue cheese little, <laughs> oh, those little on sticky prep. ones oh <laughs> my god like you like it's just yeah so it's it's been it's been nice the the, the variety uh but again like the older you get, the more you realize, like, damn, this is like really good for you. So I do try to make the majority of my decisions based off like what is like, like as much as I, I despise eating sometimes, eating part of like bodybuilding. It's like a, it's like a, you get to hug yourself like many times over the day, and that's sure. that's quite nice. Final question for you, Alberto, is what's the ultimate goal this season for you? Ultimate goal. Um, let's see. I would, is one goal? Give me a few. I'll give you a few. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's like um, the ultimate. <laughs> no. Yeah. Several I goals. would like to be um, top five at Worlds in the lightweight class um, while showcasing a physique that like, it was a top five because of the way I looked as opposed to like, you know, um, who showed up, right? Yeah. Um, Cause if I got like second place and like, it's like, dude, you look like dookie. Like, uh, I don't know. That wouldn't sit well with me. I'd rather get like beat up on, but I'm like, man, like I brought my best. Um, so th I think that would be one. I, I think the other one is going to be, um, probably I like to, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a lot of this stuff down right now. Um, so I do want to have a fat loss guide that encompasses everything from, because as we discuss, everything is so, it's just a gradient, like whether it's a prep or whether, you know, like you haven't done anything for 20 years and like you want to get in shape. Like it's like when it comes to fat loss, like it's, it's so much commonality there. So yeah. I'd like to have a, just a, a good sturdy fat loss manual that covers everything from like, I want to lose 20 pounds so I can, you know, enjoy my honeymoon or, um, or yeah, yeah, just one of a prep or prep athletes. So, um, you know, it goes, I guess you get to that point when you're prepping where like, that's one thing I have experienced. It's like your brain's just like, you know, it's great. It's a great place in, like, in that regard, right? You might not yeah. seem like you're doing much sometimes from the outside, but yeah. Training, right. Um, dead behind so, the eyes, but the brain's going. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'd like to do those two things: place well at Worlds, um, and um, and and get that book out because um, yeah, just it, it's it's at the end what I've specialized in, you know. So it'd yep. be kind of like a life's work sort of deal, uh, at least up until this point. And it'd just I know, it'd just be cool to be published, even though it's internet published in like twenty twenty two, which is not the same <laughs> as like you know twenty years ago. But yeah, amazing. Well. 
I'll be following along. I'm sure everyone listening will be, well, the majority of them, I hope, be following along as well. And I know kind of you're documenting it over on your 3DMJ uh, YouTube channel. So there's vlogs going over there. And I think you're doing them every week at the moment for the most part. So that's awesome. Physique updates, the whole shebang. So if people are interested, like check all those out, please do head over there. And obviously over on Instagram as well. I'm sure you're documenting bits and pieces and just knowledge bombs across the way. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to let the listeners know about, but I imagine those are the two main ones. No, no, just that at the end, um, I guess regardless of where we're at, like there's, we have so much in common, whether you're a high level bodybuilder or you started last year, like, like same thing, man, same exact thing. Um, so we can all learn a lot from each other and it goes both ways, you know, like, uh, so yeah, I think regardless of level, I definitely say it's okay. Peep in, like, I'm gonna I'm try to get better. That's the one thing, like with my YouTube, it's like usually spur of the moment thing. I just need to, I just gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I'm very type B. And it's like, I need to probably list out what it is that the point is to like this entry. So I'll, I'll try to get better at that. Thank you, Steve. No, yeah, it's, uh, you're completely right. Like you don't get to see inside of many people, especially at your levels, preps. Like there's a lot of people vlogging their preps and things, but not at the level you are with the amount of experience you have so it's like invaluable insights that you can get because you can learn a lot in a book but when you see Mm -hmm. someone going through the process and talking through that you pick up things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily and hopefully people have taken that from this this chat as well so yeah thank you so much for taking the time alberto i'm excited to follow along and uh guys thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon So I'm Steve Hall, founder of Revive Stronger and a coach of Revive Stronger. My name is Pascal Flor. I'm the co-owner of Revive Stronger and also a coach, of course. Revive Stronger has probably been going solidly for three years, probably roughly about three years. Revive Stronger, to me, it is becoming kind of my child, my foster child. It's the gathering and getting together of like-minded people. We've been expanding the coaching team, which is helping us help more people. Uh, but each coach can only help a certain number of people. Right now, it's all over the place. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, but there isn't that community aspect behind that. And so the next step for us is developing a membership site. So basically, we want to create a family and a community that is then benefiting from another. A really cool community for people within our little niche is going to be a website. They will get early access to our podcast. You can access us, ask us questions, the community aspect. We have a forum there. You can ask questions, but also you can you can lock your journey. There's also going to be courses on there, courses, presentations on different topics, discount of past seminar footage. We will log our journey as well. We'll start vlogging. We're going to have documentaries, our entire athletic journey. Furthermore, they get access to an exercise video library. The exercises that we love for hypertrophy and maximizing hypertrophy, we're going to go through those in depth, telling you how to execute them. We kept them concise and also mobile friendly so that you can watch them in between your sets. I'm super excited to grow this community. The amount of value that we're going to be delivering is huge. I'd love you to be part of it. You will get so much out of that. I'll see you inside.